So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing Season 3, Episode 5 of Love During Lockup. On this episode, Andy meets Brittany's daughter, Gracie. Jade is concerned that Chris has put all their stuff in his name only. Letitia respects Keith's street and prison cred so much she doesn't need to have a post-nup. Renika is surprised to learn that Asante has more charges. Kirok has his friend, Tail Brittany. And Savannah has to poop before meeting up with Jake's friend, Tim. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating. And if you watch 90 Day Fiance, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK. Teachable moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. Hey, how are things going with you? Oh, it's going okay. I feel like summer has come to an end for me and it's starting to come to an end for you. Yeah, I have to go to work on Monday. It's like Monday is, I'm thankful because I've been seeing all the teacher like horror stories online and stuff. I'm thankful that my administration is like, all right, when you come to school on Monday, you get the whole day to work in your classroom. Oh, that is nice. Right. And they're like, we're doing all the dumb meetings and PDs on Tuesday through Thursday, but Monday and Friday you can just have in your room, like, which I'm I'm like, okay, that's good. Because that's what you're anxious to do. I know. I understand the stuff has to get done, but everybody's just so antsy to get into their room. So Uh, I wouldn't say I was so anxious. In fact, I kind of just the walls were bare the first few days of school. And then when I started putting things up, the students were like, there's color in here. And I was like, yeah. No, my my, my, mind stays without color the whole time. I do computer work (laughs) in my classroom. Uh, Yeah. All right. Well, there's some colorful figures that we have, characters, interesting cast of characters. Uh, Let's go ahead and get started with, I don't know, one of the weirder ones we have. Uh, And that's Savannah and Jake. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, because Savannah is an interesting, colorful character. She's sure. telling us that she has to poop because meeting new people makes her have to go. She is supposed to be meeting Jake's friend, Timmy, to help with the com- commutation because Jake doesn't want Savannah to press his family for help. Savannah thinks that she might get to the bottom of why no one seems to want to help. Tim has been friends with Jake since he was 10, and he is very welcoming to Savannah at first. Tim claims to not know how Jake started to get in trouble. But then Savannah says that Jake says Tim was heading down the same path as him. So Savannah asks, who's the ringleader? Who is the bad influence? And Tim says that he doesn't feel comfortable answering these questions as he abruptly excuses himself to smoke a cigarette and then kind of tries to low-key exit, but then gets stopped by the producers. He tells the producers that he didn't expect this line of questioning, and he then dips without saying goodbye. Savannah keeps a binder of all of Jake's letters, and she just loves having him in her life. And then she's just sitting there at the table, like, hopeful and waiting for Tim's return. (laughs) All right. So, I don't know. Savannah has, in her mind, made it out to be like there's some crazy secret. And, you know, that's why people aren't helpful. And I don't know. What do you think is really happening? I don't know. I, I think that it seemed to me that Timmy, Timmy in this one might have been misled about either what was going to be discussed or mm-hmm. how, what the discussion would be like. Right. And so I think he was very much like, yeah, I think there is a secret but i don't know if it's a nefarious secret right because it's definitely right. something where she started asking he was like i don't know how much he told you so i'm gonna keep my mouth shut right i kind of also took it to mean like he didn't want to incriminate himself he is yeah. literally on yeah, camera true. what are you gonna say oh i'm the one who started the life of crime i just got away with it <laughs> it's also true i forgot you to know, ask. jake was the one who got caught she's asking about these yeah about these these crimes that he's committed that he has not served time for you'd be like uh how about we don't talk about that. And I don't. Right. And and also not only that, but who was the ringleader? And I was like, you want me to snitch on the <laughs> ringleader right now? Like, that seems like right. a poor choice. <laughs> yeah. Name names on camera. Like, yeah. Um, I just I also feel like she it's so weird. She recognizes that Jake was probably not the best person before he went to prison. I mean, she even said You know, like, I think Jake wasn't a great person. And now she thinks he's like this completely other person, you know, that the guy that she fell in love with that's worth all this time and energy and like wants to marry. But it's like, 
why are you surprised that he isn't supported by his friends and family if he was the shitty person you like kind of acknowledge he was Mm -hmm. like before he went to prison? Yeah, I I, I don't know. Just I don't know. She she just makes so little sense to me. Like. I can't get ahead. I mean, she does. I know what she makes sense to me. She's like, I this is person I need fill in blank. Here he is. Right. Like, and so whatever. But then she like, I, I don't know. It's very confusing to me the way she needs this person to work out, but also doesn't trust him and kind of thinks he's not the person she thinks he is. But pushing forward anyway, doing it anyway right. is like, I don't understand why she's doing that. And yeah. again, why she's telling us about her poop. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yes, she's an interesting character for sure. But I definitely get the sense that, you know, she's just so focused on like husband, yes. right? Marriage mm-hmm. for 50 years that I don't even think it's completely that she's turning a blind eye to, you know, the downsides or maybe the dark side of Jake. Right. But it's more so that she's just like ignoring it. Like, nah, he's he's a good enough person for me. Like, I'll figure it out, you know? Like, I know he's like that. I'm going to acknowledge it. But, you know, he's changed. Well, yeah, it's very much like, yeah, we're going to power through that. Like, I right. understand. I see this. I'm worried about it. I'm suspicious about it. But, like, at no, but this isn't going to impact whether we're together or not. We got to just power. Right. This is just what we have to power through, right? And it's like. It's almost it would get to the point where I feel like if he broke up with her, he'd be like, "Hey, we're broken up. I don't want to be with you anymore." And she was like, "We can work our way through this." And it's right. like, "No, no, that's not why. Are you trying to work through the things?" It's like it, and it's because she has. And we saw last time she has that weird fifty number stuck in her head, which is just yeah. crazy to me. It's like it's stupid. You might not even live to be fifty, let alone have fifty years of marriage on top of how old you are now. And if you did, are you really going to be like, "I had a." 48-year marriage that was the most blessed, happiest, blissful union for 48 years. But that's a failure. I should have went for the loser and been unhappy for 50 years. That would have been right. my life goal. Like, why? why? That's It's it's just such so specific and so, um, you know, arbitrary. But it's like, that's – why is that your – why is that what we need to happen? And then like, I don't know. I'm also just – I really was confused about what – Timmy thought they were going to be talking about. <laughs> right. I, I don't know. Maybe he was just like, oh, we're just going to hang out, get to know each other. Well, you know, tell I, me about how Jake was like as a kid. Now that I think about it, and I think this is what's going to come back for Jake, right? It's going to be, I set you up with my friend so you could work on the letter that you're writing, the commutation thing to get me out of jail. Right. And like, instead of talking about any of that, you were just like, so tell me about all of his crimes and tell me why he might still be like, that's why, 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 why did that come up? Like, why was that the thing? And I think Jake's going to be like kind of mad about this. Cause it's going to be another instance where it's like, you had a chance to help me and we gave uh-huh. you the opportunity to help me. And instead you just wanted to dig into my past. You just wanted to dig and dig deeper and find out, you know, the things that you wanted to know all along that, I don't know, yeah, you know, yeah, it definitely felt like that. Like it felt like, you know, if it weren't this, it would be like she's the type of person to corner your friend to be like, what were they like as a kid? Yeah. You know, and it's just like, why? Why do you need to know all this stuff? It's I just honestly I don't know what it is specifically about her, but I just find her to be the most annoying character she is. on well, the she's, season. It's, it's like she and because she, she comes up with these. Her motives are completely transparent, right? But she's still dishonest about it, right? She's the kind of like – you're right. The what was she like as a kid thing, but they do that instead of by like saying, oh, why don't you come over and we'll set up a surprise party for them. And you get there and there's no party supplies and they're just like, all right, when they were eight and their first grade teacher told them, like, what happened? Like, tell me about Mm -hmm. that. And you're like, where's the party? We're here for the party, right? Yes? No, no, apparently not. We're here so we can – Get as much dirt. And it's, it's especially weird from somebody who your entire relationship is built on them being a different person than they were before. Right. Right. Yeah. So why does it matter? You right. know, she's like digging right. around. Why does it matter what they were like before if you're trying to reconcile in your mind that this is a different person now? Yes, exactly. So why, why no more about that? 
All right. So let's go on to some other uh, colorful people. I didn't see much of them. So we'll stick with Jade and Chris. So after after meeting with Chris's family, Jade and her sister Jessica are debriefing like the whole thing in the car. They're really focused on the part where uh, the family really wanted to know if Jade and Chris had a prenup. Like that was always the what the prenup. They don't trust me. So Jade thinks is worried uh, about the obvious fact that the family thinks she's a gold digger. But she insists it's not about that. If it was about money, I would get it out here. I wouldn't stoop to marrying an inmate for it, which again is like you're getting money for nothing. And she's like, why would I – if I was a gold digger, why would I take money for nothing? It's like that – It's like that's what gold diggers do. (laughs) Yeah. Also, stoop to marrying an inmate, it kind of like – it was like that just – I don't know. It just – makes you look bad because you're basically saying that you're the person who stooped to marrying an inmate. <laughs> right. Well, I think she meant like stooped to marrying somebody I don't love who's in jail. Like, but yeah. it clearly is about love. But anyway, so she goes back to the hotel and they, she calls Chris to let him know how the meeting went. So she tells him about how they, how the family was worried that it reflected badly on the tribe, but she was so flashy and he disagrees because he's like, that ain't even the tribe's money. I took my share and invested it and made like double what everybody else made. That's my money. You're flashing around. So, I mean, he just thinks – and that's basically where he thinks. He thinks the family is just salty that he has more money than they do because he invested it wisely. Um, so, anyway, so Jessica grabs the phone and, it, and is like – you know, asked him about like, what about the gold digger? Do you, your family kind of think she's a gold digger? So what's on that? Especially the prenup. They even asked if we had a prenup. And Chris sounds like he's trying to be on their team. And it's like, prenup? Why would we have a prenup? That doesn't even make any sense. My family's crazy. I don't need a prenup. Everything's already in my name anyway. Yeah, um, I know, right? Which Whoopsie. doesn't reassure Jade. <laughs> but she's like, wait, wait, wait. Does that mean you're going to take it all away from me at some point? So that's where we kind of leave it with her being like, wait, is is that a way of telling me maybe I should put my name on the things or not? <laughs> um. So, I mean, I guess what do you think there? Is it is it? It, did he kind of tip his hand and kind of give give away, say something he wasn't trying to say when he said everything's in his name? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, you know, just based on like what little we know and like and it really is just more of a vibe that I get like from their conversations. This is the kind of guy who you like if he feels like he, you did him wrong, like you break up with him, you try to leave when it's not on his terms. He's taking everything away. Oh, She's yeah, going to sure. have absolutely mm-hmm. nothing. Well, yeah, because he's such a jealous person that he's going to – There's he is not going to be with a person in a position of any kind of trust where he right. doesn't hold all the cards. Like, sure. And and because we've, we've kind of seen that. We've seen how stupid jealousy is. And yeah, I could, I could see him doing that. If people who are that jealous guard what they have and – yeah. I could see him guarding it with, no, I'll take it all away. You leave yeah. me, you leave everything. Right, right. And using it as like leverage uh, yep. to like keep her around for sure. Yeah. Also, I think it's interesting that he says like, I work so hard for that money. It's like, I get that it requires some intelligence to like invest your money, but it's like, were you working hard? I just – yeah. I don't really see it that way. It's like you were fortunate enough to be in a position to have money to invest. Right. And that didn't require work necessarily on your part. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, I definitely think that. I definitely like I, – I, I, I think people might have a little bit of a definition of work at versus yeah. maybe not luck. But you know what I'm saying? Because like, to me, it's like, yeah, you have a passive income and you increased yeah. your passive income through passive income. You worked – None. You did no work for that. Right. None, none of you it. made decisions and yes. maybe smart decisions, <laughs> but it's like, I, it's don't, I don't know. I wouldn't consider yeah. that work. I don't consider that work either. Um, yeah. Okay. Especially because like, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if if he just – if he took that money and – because you know how it is. There's There are definitely people who get lucky, right? They invested all yeah. their money on some dumb crypto thing and got out at just at the right time and mm-hmm. right before it all crashed and everybody else like me was like, why did you put your money in that? It's completely worthless. Yeah. And they're like, well, see, I made all this money, so I'm smart. And then they do it again and, you know, hold on for two days too long and they lose all their money and are like, 
I'm still smart. But <laughs> but I could see him, you know, I could – I mean, I say investing, especially when I hear investing from like somebody like him. I'm like, it was crypto. It was definitely crypto, right? Oh, my like, gosh. I know. All these people <laughs> like you've been hearing. Um, I mean, the uh, the other way right now, yep. the guy uh, uh-huh. investing in crypto. Yeah, but uh, the thing with all of this is I think he's really missing the point, you know? Like, it doesn't matter that, you know, the portion of the money that you all are flashing around is your investments. People see it as, well, you're getting money even if it's the initial investment Mm -hmm. from the tribe. And so, yeah, I don't understand why he doesn't get that. Yes, it's going to look poorly on the tribe if the goal isn't to look flashy, you Mm -hmm. know? I don't care where your money is from. It originated from the tribe. It's going to look poorly. And that's why your family's upset. Right. Right. Because, yes. I mean, because everybody kind of knows that. Like, if you if, it, if you make it look like we're wasting money and we're taking yeah. the money that we really need for our community and instead we're buying snowmobiles with it and four-wheelers and, you know, a million dollars yeah. worth, of, worth of crap that I price out on my Instagram page, you're going to be like, do you need that money? I don't feel like you do. Like, I don't have any of that stuff. And like, it's to me, it's not even about, I mean, obviously, this is not my situation. I'm not part of a tribe or anything. I would be less worried about, oh, it makes us look bad as a tribe. It's more Mm -hmm. like, if they think we have money to waste, they're going to stop letting us have money. (laughs) Like, all this excess money. Like, they're going to say it's all extras. I mean, every few years, there's always, I mean, at least in California, some kind of proposition they're trying to pass that has to do with Indian casinos, mm-hmm. you know, like either they're trying to expand it, they're trying to limit or something, but every few years. And so, it's one of those things where this is not guaranteed for life. No. Well, yeah. I mean, it could be like in, in Maryland, we recently got casinos in the past mm-hmm. 10 years or so. But they're not Indian casinos. We don't have any Indian casinos, right? Yeah. And what would it do to the Indian casinos if California just said, you know what? Everybody can have a casino. Who cares? Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so you're right. It's definitely not guaranteed in perpetuity that this is going to be an income that that they're going to be able to rely on forever. Right. Right. Okay. uh, Let's move on to Letitia and Keith. So Letitia has her visit with Keith and that was when she was dressed up in her uh, fluffy, uh, like bright, hot pink, like thing trying to show off her TNA. Mm -hmm. She's she's on a high from his kisses and his smell. Letitia was able to talk to him about the postnup, and she left the conversation, she's telling us, saying that the postnup is not for them. She tells us that he has so much respect on the streets and in prison, so who is she not to trust him? Letitia's friend Nikki calls her and then tells her that she went out last night, and she happens to be cool with one of Keith's baby mamas. Apparently, he has three. And this particular baby mama wants to see proof of Letitia and Keith's marriage because she doesn't believe they're really married and she's already plotting to help disrespect their, quote, marriage. Mm, Of course. Letitia Letitia says that they are married despite them being married by proxy. Letitia doesn't think that she should have to prove her marriage and she's going to tell Keith the next time she talks to him to check his baby mama. During the commercial break, Letitia tells us how she can't wait to feed her man and watching him eat things like Hot Pockets just really turns her on. Yeah, that's something. Sure. Yeah, that's something because you're just like, okay, is this yeah. like just the act of eating or you are trying to fatten them up? No. So, to me, it was I was very much bothered by – she said I want to eat – watch him eat Hot Pockets, but she really focused – I want to cut up his steak for him. I want to oh, do yeah. this. And I'm like – that sounds like mom. Why do you want to be his mom and cut up his food and feed it to him? This that I'm this I'm getting very creepy vibes off of this. <laughs> yeah, she's an interesting character altogether. Um, I don't know. Uh, this is the first we're hearing about three baby mamas. Sure. And you know, forget that. You know, these baby mamas or one of the three baby mamas is really trying to still get with him. Like, I just feel like this is a really complicated situation. And this is like introduces like, I don't think we heard that Keith had kids before. And now we're hearing that he has kids and it's just adding another dimension and element to their relationship 
where it's just like you should be reconnecting with your children. Um, you're going to have to deal with this, these three other women, including your wife, who, you know, I don't know if she has anything to be worried about, but now she's the seed has been planted. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. It's tricky to me because it doesn't sound. It doesn't sound between what we heard about today with having baby mama drama and like, you know, how much respect he has on the streets and in prison. Versus how I don't care what the lawyers say, like, I'm not sure he's left this life behind, right? The way he needs to in order for this to to actually work, right? Like, it sounds like he's still probably too involved with the things he was involved with that landed him in prison. Yeah, well, okay, this is what I don't understand about, you know, her saying the respect on the streets and respect in prison. Okay, because yes, you equate that to like, he's still living that criminal life yes right but i'm just like how does that have anything to do with oh that means we're not posting up people <laughs> like <laughs> I, why is that the conclusion like oh he's got street cred i can trust him I, like I, 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 that, that to me is is crazy too to be like you know who's the most trustworthy person in the neighborhood the guy who runs the drug game I can trust. I know that's, that's a man I know I can trust. It's like, yeah. really? I, 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 the one who runs the criminal enterprise is the one you're putting your trust in? I, I'm not sure. I see. I definitely don't see the connection there. No, I, mean, I don't either. She decided they're not posting up people because she decided she didn't want to have that fight, right? Oh, oh absolutely. And then, and then tries to justify it to herself later. She's like, oh, it's not a bad thing in principle. It's just – it doesn't work for us. Right. I mean – it also might not work for her if he's actually still involved in crimes because then, you know, all the illegal money gets caught up in the post up. How does this work? I mean, oh, it definitely sounded like he's just lived a criminal life and is like, I'm not signing no papers. What are you, crazy? Right, like, right. Yeah, I could see that. I just – I don't understand how this woman has a successful CPA firm. Right, right because as much as she doesn't – she would never say it, right? I'm sure. Right. I'm sure if you asked her about her three baby, those his three baby mamas, she'd be like, you know, they're they're hood rats, they're trash, they're just trying to get his money, gold diggers. I'm absolutely sure she'd say that. Mm-hmm. Yet she's still attracted to him for all the exact same reasons that every single one of them was attracted to him. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's just like I don't understand wh- how you could be like a responsible CPA and not think about. When things go wrong, you know, I feel like I feel like um, having kind of a like uh, low tolerance, like being risk averse is like a common quality in like accountants. My sister is an accountant. And yeah, I would uh, I would definitely say being risk averse. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It's financially risk averse. One hundred percent. Right. Yes. And so I just don't understand how this woman has like a successful CPA firm. You know, it's just like all of these kind of like. Um, impulsive, like just not rational, very emotional decisions. They're just not something I associate with someone who deals with people's money. Right. With people's taxes, who hasn't seen like, oh, yeah, I've seen somebody try to get away with stuff. It did not go well for them. Yeah. You don't want to get audited. (laughs) She's just like, YOLO, let's just try right off everything. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, she, yeah, she definitely seems like she won't be in business much longer because <laughs> it, it, you're right she has some sort of like financial thing and just to, to make all these not just this not just to make the decisions and be like like you say all yolo about everything but to kind of also be super easily influenced by like right. key, like yeah oh yeah he said he didn't like it so we just we're not prenup we're not posting up people that's just not us it's like you were yeah. last episode so this seems Seems like you shouldn't be giving into peer pressure so easily either when you're <laughs> from your CPA. Right, right. All right. So let's talk. Uh, I'm going to talk about this one. Let's talk about Renika and Asante. So as we saw last episode, Renika wants to know that we got to pick up right where we left off. She wants to know who these bitches and Asante's comments are. <laughs> but he has like two arguments against that. One who are you talking about? I don't even know what you're talking about. Who are these bitches? I'm confused. And they were like – so then they're like, well, you know, the ones who are posting on your profile and stuff. And so then he's like, B, I'm not the post detector. 
I can't change what people <laughs> post online. What do you want? What do you want? So Monika's friend Ray then steps in and she has some thoughts because she doesn't believe there's any way he can't be – he has got to be messing with one of these women if they're putting their whole phone numbers on his on his profile. There's got to be something up. So it doesn't take very much um, else. I think he literally said nothing else besides like, well, if she loves me, he'll, she'll trust me. And then Renika's like, okay, baby, blow kisses. Here you go. So they hang up with Asante and Ray is like, that's it. I, I thought we were going to go after this guy and you're too trusting and you're going to get played into another relationship with a cheating partner. So when we see Renika on the day before, we switch to just her. It's the day before Asante's release and she cannot wait to touch him and kiss him and do other things with him. So the plan is to stay at the hotel near the prison that day and she calls him up to kind of firm up the last minute plans. So uh, there's a problem though, as there almost always is. Uh, he has charges at another prison um, <laughs> and it seems like one he was at before. So before – after they release him from this prison, he's actually getting transferred to the other prison and it's going to be a $3,000 bond to get him out. So Renika's not happy about this since she – now she has to what cancel her hotel, go to another hotel. This one's two hours away and I just spent $4,000 moving here. So I don't have $3,000 for a bond for you. Um, so – and she's also like – and also, wait, how are you catching charges when you're in prison? This doesn't make any sense. He's like <laughs> – there were some things. So he sends God. her pictures of the documents um, and she's pretty confident as she's, she's trying to read them. It's like conspiracy to commit a felony. There's also use of a telecommunication te- – it's like something like use of a telecommunications device to facilitate a drug sale. And she's like, well, yeah. I don't know what that means. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that was very clear what that means. Yeah, like, I know. I was going to say he has an illegal <laughs> cell phone. <laughs> and he's making drug deals on it. Like it's very, very clear. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, so she doesn't know and she she thinks he the, – the big thing is she's pretty sure he did not find out about these charges and these papers today. And he's had them for a while and has been keeping them from her. But anyway, we get another scene where she's r- ranting at first and then crying about how he's not going to get out when you know she's not going to be sure when she's going to be able to see him. But then she decides to take proactive steps. She calls the judge uh, yeah, to find out – Yeah, like – when, how is the judge giving out his number? Yeah, I don't know how she got the judge's number. She keeps yeah. referring to him as just judge, like mm-hmm. not even like your honor or anything. She's like, so judge, what can I do? Well, thank you, judge. And it's like, do you, is that <laughs> – it seems, seems a little weird to me. So anyway, the judge seemed pretty cool though and the, uh, tells her that it's up to the prison. Um, like they know what the charges are and what they're talking about. The prison is the one who makes the final decision, so call them. So she calls to check with the prison and uh, she gets – they said they're going to get him on Monday and then she's like, well, when you get him on Monday, can we post the bond on Monday as soon as you get him? And they're like, yep, just if you be here when, when we get back with him, it will be no problem. He can get out. So then she's like, great, Monday. We will have him on Monday and she is much, much – in a much better mood knowing when he's going to get out. So she calls Asante to tell him the good news and – he does not think it's good news. No. He's like, what the fuck, Monday? I don't want to stay on Monday. No, that Come sucks. On. It's like three more days. Yeah. You can do it. So, uh, and of course, this whole plan, Vernika is a little worried because the whole plan is he's going to ask his mom for the bond money. So, if they don't come through with the bond money, then forget even Monday. Um, so, right. I mean, is Asante ever grateful for anything she's done so far? And do you think he ever will be? No, he is, sounds like an interesting character. But, um, you know, we were kind of talking about uh, Keith's ability to stay on the straight and narrow. I think I probably have, yeah. have Asante as like being worse. He's trying to continue his criminal enterprise inside prison. So... Uh, Renika has got her hands full and she's got children involved. Like, she does not want her family mixed up in this criminal activity. And I kind of wonder if she's had a conversation with him about this. Like, hey, listen, buddy, like, it's not just me. I've got Mm -hmm. two kids. You cannot be doing this criminal stuff once you get out. Because right. I don't I, think she's had that conversation with him. I, I cannot have the police busting down the door of where, in the house where my children are. Like, right. they're doing a drug raid for you. Like, that, that, yeah, I would, I would, 
I mean, I am talking about me. I would not move in with him for like that literally specific reason. I know. Um, and that's terrifying given how some of these like police raids have gone down where innocent people oh, yeah. like are murdered, oh, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I would never want to put my children in a situation like that. So, Asante is like, I don't know, but I, it's like, had they had this conversation? I feel like they haven't. It's like those people that just are like, oh, we have love for each other and that's all that matters. Right. It's like they ignore all the little details of life that actually do influence, like, your life. Yeah, like said things like, what are, how are you going to make money once you are out in our home? Like, yeah. And, and... <sighs> But I just can't get – he's just so – if he does anything, it's fine, whatever. It'll take care of itself, right? He says that, oh, yeah, by the way, they hit me up. I'm not getting out today. And he's very calm about it, just like, yeah. whatever. It is what it is. They're going to take me to this other place. We'll get it figured out. And then she gets it figured out and he's like, god damn it. That sucks. And I was like, what? <laughs> You're in a, it's an undoubtedly better place you are after she figured everything out than it was before. But you didn't care – it just didn't make any sense to me. Like, it, no, except that he no. just wants to blame her for everything. Yeah, especially because he's the one who I believe also Runika thought so too. Like, he was hiding all this stuff from her. Right, because it, it was in the other jail and it was like a year ago. Like, it, yeah. They didn't just yeah. pop, but oh, yeah, by the way, there's extra charges. Like, he knew there was extra charges. He might not have cared that there were extra charges. Right, he was like, right. whatever, I don't care. That's what, future me's problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking too. Like, oh, you know, he kind of forgot about it. Yeah. But well, yeah, and, and also when you're in jail and they're like, oh, here's extra charges. Is it going to add any time to my jail? And they're like, no, not at this one. Like, and then it's like, whatever, that's future me. What are you going to jail, super jail me? I'm already in jail. Who cares? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to Andy and Brittany. So Andy thinks that this visit with Brittany is important to make a good impression on Brittany's daughter and shows that, you know, shows to Brittany that he still cares. Andy thinks that he could be a great support for Brittany's daughter, Gracie, because he has also loved someone who was an addict, his ex-wife. Andy is pacing back and forth, worrying about where Gracie is because they're meeting at his hotel, and he's wondering if she's backed out of this visit. Finally, Gracie shows up, and Andy just nervously, like, just is prattling on as Gracie doesn't really say much. Andy offers a ride to Gracie since he's concerned about her driving in the rain. Andy feels it's awkward, but he's filling the silence with mindless comments about how he just looks like a cop and sticks out in a crowd. Andy is really hoping that he will get a chance to talk to Brittany and get their relationship back on track. Two hours later, uh, after the visit is over, Gracie is arms crossed, cross-armed, listening to Andy just chatter on some more. Andy suspects that when he excused himself to go to the bathroom that Brittany and Gracie were talking shit about him. Brittany calls and it comes out that Gracie isn't very comfortable with Andy yet. After Andy drops off Gracie, Andy gets a call from Brittany, and Andy says that Gracie wasn't talking to him that much, and he asks if she's uncomfortable. Brittany just makes excuses for her, even though we heard on the phone that Gracie is uncomfortable, uh, saying that, you know, Gracie worked late, she was just really tired. Andy asks how she feels about them as a couple, and Brittany says that they weren't able to talk with her daughter being there. Andy apologizes for anything he said or did that might have misled her. Andy recognizes that maybe his relationship with his daughters needs mending in a way that he didn't know was broken. Brittany says that honesty is everything to her, and now she has a hard time trusting him. If her kids don't like him, it's game over in her eyes. Brittany says that she cares for him and wants to continue and see where it goes, and we find out that she'll be getting out in just a few weeks. All right. So, uh, from Brittany's perspective, uh, do you think that, I don't know, it really sounded like she was going to try end things with Andy and she was only really kind of like going along with it because it meant that she could see her daughter. Yeah. But do you really think that she's going to continue on with Andy? I don't. Nah. I mean, I think she's keeping it open maybe, but. I don't know. It's a, I don't know that she should, but will she? She might because it's just like, well, what are my – I think she really doesn't want to, but I think she's just like, well, what are my other options here? 
Like, right. She needs like financial support when she's out. Well, speaking right. of, do we know if they're on? I think they're on Love After Lockup when it starts next month, right? Yes, they are. Yes. Yeah. I, at least that's what it looked like from the. There was an extended preview there in the middle. Um, yes. About about what was coming up on, on Love After Lockup. So I'm pretty sure they are on it, and Asante Brit- and uh, and Brittany Renika. and Kirock, I think, are on it too. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. some other people from other seasons, but yeah. So really, it, I mean, from other seasons. Oh, well, oh, uh, love uh, during lockup seasons. Yes, like yes. Um, uh, what is her name? Uh, the uh, crazy high school one. Well, there was yeah. also the um, the deaf one, Chelsea, Chelsea and Mikey. Oh, Chelsea's back. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. I kind of like their relationship from what I recall. And yeah. then um, Louis and whatever crazy. Oh God. Uh, yeah yeah uh yeah but so it seems like i mean from that we kind of get with well i guess she does try to stick it out but that's also just something i don't understand the the type of person i don't understand and i couldn't be in a relationship with is the person that says things like it's over we're done i can't do it anymore and then doesn't actually mean it because we've been said that before because i just take them at that word and then the relationship is over and i never think to be like well let's just keep trying and maybe they'll be different. I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, I guess we're broken up then. Okay. Broken up. Moving on. Right. And so maybe she just is one of those people that always just says, like, anytime she gets a little upset, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. We might have to, we're, we might, we're pretty much done. That's it. We're done. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that could be. I think that she could be one of those people who, are a little bit more like impulsive about saying like it, I'm done before they've really thought everything out. And then yeah. she's like, Oh wait, I have children. How am I going to support these kids? And so that's why she's going to go back. Yeah. But those kids, like we saw Gracie, I don't know, Gracie got, and I know it's like not quite the same thing, but she got the ick from Andy, like immediately. Like she oh, saw yeah. him was like, not what I was expecting. Bad. I don't like it. Nope, nope, nope. And I was like that the the entire time. Yes, I definitely got that impression that she was just like, ooh, I don't know about this guy. And she was like kind of suspicious of him. And I think it's Mm -hmm. interesting that Brittany was um, kind of defending Gracie. So I definitely think that's what they were talking about, you know, was that Gracie's just like, I don't know. I just don't feel comfortable. Like this whole thing is uh, like uncomfortable and awkward. I could see her being nice enough like that. And mm-hmm. then they're kind of quiet when Andy comes back. And then I think that's why Brittany was covering for her because she already knows that she doesn't feel comfortable. And so, you know, yeah, coming up with an excuse so Andy isn't tipped off. Yeah. And I, I just – I wonder if how much of it has to do with like her actually being suspicious of him or if maybe he's just a lot different than the guys she usually dates. And she had like, you know, just she had one kind of image in her head of what he was going to look and act like. And yeah. it wasn't that. And so she's just like, uh, I don't know what to think here. Although he does, but he does do that. He doesn't help that because he always is trying to make the awkward small talk oh, that he's yes. not good at. No, he's terrible at it. It's like, just be quiet. And I think that's the best thing you could do for yourself right now. Yeah, just put on some music and like let it, let it go. Like yeah. instead of, but it's always like what? Because there's so many times he starts talking and he's like talking about like, well, you uh, you know, I'm sticking out like a sore thumb because uh, you just can tell I used to be a cop. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. why? Why are these the words that are coming out of your mouth? I don't understand well, what's going you know, on. I honestly feel like he really like kind of leans on the fact that he was a former police officer as like a way to kind of portray this image that he's respectable and he had like a stable job and maybe he's like insecure and embarrassed about the fact that he's like kind of a trucker right now, mm-hmm. you know? And so I feel like he leans on the fact that and like maybe highlights the fact that he was a former police officer because he's just like, yeah, I had like, I don't want to say a real job, but like something that was – Maybe a little bit more respected than being a truck driver. Although I would yeah. arguably say being a truck driver is a pretty respected job at the moment. At the moment, it's, it's paying enough. That's for sure. Yeah. Like with the shortages. But like, I, I guess part of part of it is like when he does that, um, it, it it sets aside you know 
you know, baggage, social baggage we have with police officers aside, I don't care yeah. what it is, mm-hmm. if your personality should not be the job you used to have. Like that's right, a very right. one dimensional, weird personality. And, I, and the, the, the police officers I, you know, find myself the most distaste for are the ones whose personality is cop. I am cop. Right. At, well, at all times, like- I am cop. Yes, you know? and I, I get what you're saying because I could see that with him. Like their identity is wrapped up in this yes. like, position of authority, you know, right. and like mm-hmm. I am a police officer. You know, I am, you know, putting my life on the line, but I'm, you know, serving other people, but I'm also like enforcement and I should be respected and somewhat feared. Right. I mean, it's, and that, yeah, part of it is just the one dimensionality of it, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm a lot of things. You know, we do this, we do this podcast and we say we're teachers all the time, but I'm a father. You know, I'm, I'm a respected in the community in other ways. I'm part of my family. I'm part of the different communities, right? That isn't, that I don't go around being like, well, you know, I must look like a teacher, don't I? Ha <laughs> ha. I'm like a teacher, teacher. And that, you know, when I'm a teacher, I do this. And, you know, it's, it's, it, that's, that's weird and off putting, no matter what it is to kind of have your, entire identity be wrapped up in one aspect of yourself and especially if it's like that aspect of the job you don't have anymore right that makes <laughs> that's the part that makes no sense but i think that he is struggling with his new identity and like mm-hmm. honestly he probably is struggling with his new identity as a all of a sudden a bad father according to no, him yeah. he wasn't aware uh-huh. that this was like part of his identity right and then right. his new profession yeah, but I mean, it's a prof- you say it's a new profession, but didn't he quit being a cop when his kids were like little? Yeah, it's been like ten it's years. It's been ten years know? for sure. Yeah. yeah. All right, so going on, let's talk about the last couple, Brittany and Key Rock. So we see Brittany riding around town, and she probably, definitely doesn't know that Key Rock's friend DB is tailing her. So she tells us that she didn't get to sleep until like super late last night. Because of the fight she had with Kirok, I don't know if they continued to fight after we saw them hang up or whatever it was. But it was about her missing the video visit because she was hanging out with her friend. So the fight was bad enough that it seems like after Kirok and Brittany were done fighting, Kirok got on the phone to EB and was like, mm, you should follow her around. I'm suspicious. <laughs> but all we, all, all we see is Brittany's getting to beauty school, but late. So then things change a little bit from EB tailing to beauty school. Because she's getting reamed out by her instructor, Cons- um, Consquila, for habitually being late. This is clearly not the first time she's been late. And we also don't actually get a, n- a number on how late she is. Yeah. But everybody else is like working – has clearly been working for a while. So um, so Brittany you know, says that, you know, well, I just have a lot of other things going on. And I'm trying to get better at this. It's not like I'm not trying – and, you know, tells us that sometimes she has a second job. Well, a, a second job. This isn't – she's in school. She has a job um, at a bar that, you know, she, sometimes she comes home really late from that. So later on, she puns, she pulls Consquilla into a private office to explain herself a little more. So Consquilla appreciate that things are hard but, you know, and she also – at this point, Brittany brings up, you know, I'm only six months out and Consquilla's like, eh, maybe stop using prison as an excuse because mm. – you're not the – she doesn't say it to her. She does it to us. Brittany's not the only ex-con in this class. And yeah. the other ones seem to be doing just fine. Yeah. Um, so she said this is the last warning and if she's late again, that's it. She's going to kick her out of the school. So outside of the school, EB tells us that uh, they think Brittany is being really shady and is confident that Brittany, you know, if given the opportunity, would totally cheat on Kirok again. Now, we'll get to that. So – Next, we go to Brittany and we see her at her bartender job and EB just like rolls into the bar like, hey, what's up? So Brittany, not really a fan of the pop-up. So she's already suspicious about uh, their motivations. So EB wants to talk honestly with Brittany and eh, Brittany's definitely getting the vibe that EB is more or less accusing her of cheating without accusing her of cheating. Um, and that's not okay. So she lists like, like at some point, she, it has to be like, where do you go when you're not at beauty school? So Brittany's like, well... My job, like three of my friends' houses were all women. Like what, what, what's up the deal? Um, and that's not a good enough excuse who's just like, I just want – EB just keeps saying, I just want you to be honest. Just be honest. And then she answers and she's like, well, why don't you be honest? It's the whole thing. So Brittany thinks that this has to do with her 
cheating, which is very much, which we discussed before is kind of one of those, we were on a break hookups that she was <laughs> like, I don't think we were together. So it doesn't count as cheating. Um, all right. So this is, I, I don't know how I would react. How would you react if your partner sent one of his friends That's to trail crazy. you around town? <laughs> also, what is Evie doing? Like, maybe they're, you know. That was going to be my other question. We ask what Brittany's doing all day. What is Evie doing all day? Why right, do they have exactly. all day just to trail this one around town? Yeah, but then that kind of makes me wonder, too. It's like, is the daylight hours like the most suspicious hours? Aren't you wondering what she's doing so late at night? Like, because the brothers, she's living with the brothers right now, Key Rock's mm-hmm. brothers. So they're the ones who kind of first reported, like, she, sometimes she gets home at like three or four in the morning, you know? Right. And so it's and kind she, of like. And, and she's at least consistent with us that sometimes she works until three or four in the morning. Right. Like, so it's like, why don't you trail her then? Those are the hours that you should be concerned about, not in the middle yeah. of the day where she's clearly going to school. Right. The hours that I'd be concerned about for cheating are the hours between like, oh, well, actually she got off at 11 and somehow she didn't come home until 4. Right. That's when I would be like, when did you leave the restaurant? That's the most important like thing here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, are you – it's like you're doing it all wrong. (laughs) Right. Because it's like in the – Trail her. Yeah. Trailing her in the morning. Yeah. Like when she's clearly just getting up and going to school. Like when you know she had to go. Did you think she wasn't going to school? Like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very confusing about what, what they're – what they think they're going to find at what times. It does not seem yeah. like the most lucrative, the best way. But they've definitely but like, done a good job of like making you suspicious of, well, what is she doing at three in the morning? You know? And so it's like, why don't we follow her then? Let's get some cameras on that situation. Right, right. That's I me. Mean, because well, she said last night she was up until four, and I was like, I feel like Kirok hung up on you at like nine thirty, and was yeah. like, "We're done for. T- we're done. Like, I'm a, uh, don't come visit me again. Don't you know?" And then that was it. Like, I guess so. I'm assuming there was more like messaging and messaging and messaging that happened after that. But that's a long time for her to yeah. come the next day and be like, "I didn't get to bed until four. It's like mm. so. They are doing a good, decent editing job at getting us up with that. But I – the thing about – that got me with these scenes is I was very triggered about her – with her excuses. Oh, God. I know, right? <laughs> I'm just like, oh, gosh. I've had this student. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's yeah. I was like, well, you know, I'm like – I was like, you know, I got to walk all the way across the building. And I was like, so did everybody else in the classroom. You're the only one right. who rolled in 10 minutes late. Like – yeah, yeah, yeah. So agreed. Very triggering. She seems to have an excuse for everything. And mm-hmm. well, and know- then she does the the annoying thing that like I, the phrase I've been growing to hate, and that she says is you know she says well you're right I should be on time, but at the same time, and it's like <laughs> okay then that like, anytime you start with but at the same time, it's going to be an awful excuse that's coming out of your mouth next. Oh gosh, I know like. You know, it's people think like their situation is just so unique or like compelling enough where they should have like an excuse for, you know, be excused for these things. And that's the thing that's annoying. It's like Mm -hmm. everybody has something, you know, like I appreciate, uh, you know, the instructor being like, guess what? Half these girls are in prison or just out of prison. (laughs) You know, it's like you think you're special. You're not special. No, you don't. And that's that's the thing that does that does bother me is the yeah, but you know, I have a lot of other things going on. It's like, yes, we're adults. We Everybody all have a lot does. of other things going on. Everybody yeah. does. Right? Yeah. Um and so yeah, a lot of times you don't understand I have so much. And and to be fair, some people do have hard, harder burdens than, than other people. But mm-hmm. from what we've seen from Brittany, this is a standard amount of adult crap. Like it yeah. is not it is not a super hard burden where she's like, you know, because you have like people in the um you know, the 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 squeeze generation where you know you have people who are taking care of their parents and their kids, right? And things like yeah. that. That is like, well that that is that is a tough time in your life. She's not at that time. Does she have an no. extra, does she have a job in school? Yeah, but sort of a, a lot, lot of people, people. have job yeah. in school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, so we saw all of our group today. Uh, mm-hmm. So, out of all of everyone, uh, who was your student of the week? Oh, geez, um, man, everybody was pretty bad. I'm gonna, I'll say Renika 
for actually mm-hmm. taking care of business. Mm-hmm. Like finding some something out, getting the news and being like, I'm going to make the phone calls. I'm going to get this taken care of. Was it appreciated? No. But at least it was somebody doing something and not just complaining about their situation. Right, right. Uh, I went with Brittany from Brittany and Andy. Um, I okay. thought that she uh, like protected her daughter in the sense that, you know, didn't just like tell Andy, oh, yeah, she's uncomfortable with you, you know. Mm-hmm. And then also, uh, I don't know how she dealt with both of them, I thought was fair enough. Sounds good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. What about your dunce? So many to choose from. I, there was a lot to choose from. I'm going to say Letitia. I did too. Um, just she's – I don't know if she's trying to fool us or if she's just fooling herself that deep, but she is just being foolish. <laughs> yes. Yes. Agreed. And I don't know. It's – yeah. How she – there's one thing to say, you know, like we don't agree with this, but, you know, for the sake of peace, I'm not going to push it. It would be mm-hmm. one thing if she said that, right? Yeah. But it's right. quite another by going, we're not that kind of people. I support him enough so blindly that I'm going to just like say, you know, like we're just going to go along and I'm not going to get what I want. I'm not going to protect myself or my children. You know, it's like it mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Right. Uh, all right. So life lessons. I yes. am going to say if your friend asks you to hail someone oh god (laughs) because they don't trust them the thing you should do instead is saying if you don't trust them you should just break up with them right not tailing them anywhere (laughs) yeah definitely uh so my life lesson is actually kind of inspired from ranika it was something that she did kind of at the end of her phone call with asante when he was being kind of a stubborn like frowny face jerk to her you know Uh um but my life lesson is saying say i love you because you really want to or you mean it not as a way to fish for affirmation which is what ranika was doing she was like i love you i love you and she was waiting for that i love you back to be like we're cool maybe i mean i've definitely said done it at the end of fights not necessarily for affirmation but just to be clear to be like Look, at, look, I know you're being a dick to me right now and we're fighting, but I want it to be clear that I do still love you. Like, So <laughs> well, that is not what she said. But yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but that's – I don't say that whole thing, but right. that's what – it's generally what my I love yous are for, not like – yeah, not the fishing for it back for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, we will be back next week. Uh, we still at least have a couple of weeks of this group. Um, I think the preview said September 15th. Okay. For, so, the, for the Love After Lockup. Yeah. Yeah. There might be a break. We never know until it's like the day of, I feel like. It's like, oh, yes. Until, we, until the- we see the preview and it says yeah. next week's explosive season finale. Right. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks at most with this group. So, yes. Uh, Wait, next week. Oh, it might be a little bit later next week because I will be out of the country for a wedding. Oh, right, right, right. Yep. All right. We'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah we'll figure it out. But uh, mm-hmm. apologies if it is out a little bit later than usual. Okay, so until yep. then. All right. See everybody okay. then. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.